when I was preparing to begin our podcast together called The Following, I asked my son Seth if he would come over to the house one day and put together a little musical bed for me to use as a, an intro and outro to the to the podcast. And he recorded for me, um, I have decided to follow Jesus, which you've heard in the last two podcasts and you'll hear it throughout the series. Uh, I, I didn't know the background of the, the song, and so I looked it up on the internet and discovered that the the uh, the, the story of the, of the history of, of the, the song uh, I've Decided to Follow Jesus comes from a book by an Indian evangelist named Dr. P.P. Job, who is referred to as the Indian Billy Graham, and he ministered until his death uh, in 2012. Uh, sometimes the crowds of over half a million people. Uh, and in his book, he tells a story about uh, what happened after the Welsh Revival. One of the things the Welsh Revival did was a jettisoned missionaries across the Indian continent and uh, Wales particularly focused on northeast India, a place called uh, Assam. And it was a, a, a difficult field, a violent field, uh, a tribal area where, uh, where the tribes were uh, headhunters. And it was part of the culture of their tribe that a man uh, earned his stripes by the number of heads he could display around his house and a young man of Marian age would try to get as many heads around uh, his house that he could point to as his trophies to make him more eligible for marriage. But eventually uh, through the work of uh, uh, I believe American um, Baptist missionaries who joined them there, a family was converted. Uh, A man and his wife and, and two children were converted. Well this just angered the village leadership and the 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 chief of the the, tr- the tribe ordered this young couple to uh, come to the town square in which at, at which time he um, ordered the man to renounce his faith in Christ and if he didn't uh, he would have his two children arrowed when he was given that choice uh, the man simply said to the chief that chief I've decided to follow Jesus uh, no turning back. And, and the chief ordered uh, the arrows to fly and they struck the two young sons. And as they lay there dying, he turned to the man and said, I'll give you another chance. You could save yourself and your wife by just denying your faith. The man replied to him, Though none go with me, till I will follow. And uh, at which point the, the, the arrow, the, the archers fired arrows at the wife and she fell and died. Uh, the chief was furious and he, uh, he said to this guy, Look, I'll give you one more chance to save yourself by denying this faith of yours. Uh, and he said to him, um, the, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back. Uh, at which point the arrows flew and the man died. The chief was so struck by the the, the man's faith and he wondered why in the world would this man give his life for someone that he'd never met who lived 2,000 years ago in a faraway land. But whatever it was, it it gave this man great spiritual presence and power and the chief decided that he wanted that. So he uh, accepted faith in in Christ and as a result of that, the whole village did. It was a remarkable reaction to the man's faith. Uh, It's a simple little song been sung by Christians throughout the ages to reflect the the very core of our relationship with Christ, a a determination 
to follow him with the determination never to turn back. We've been talking about being a follower of Jesus and responding to the uh, invitation, the call on our lives to, to follow him. Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, he says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also the interests of others. And then he says these words, have this attitude in yourselves, which is also in Christ Jesus. Think about that just a minute. Sometimes we can't get to following because we can't get past our attitude. There are some attitude adjustments that need to take place before we can be effective followers. We use the illustration of following the, the, the red light on the back of a car when you're trying to get from one destination to another. If you don't know where and how to get to where we want to go and the driver in the car in front of you does, you've got to surrender your intentions, your attitude, uh, your self-reliance to the other driver and just simply focus on his taillight and trust that he'll take you where you want to go. And that's the way it is with following Jesus. We have to first adjust our attitude. How many times in, in our um, following the Lord or, or involvement in Christian things have we uh, read a, a, a verse or done a Bible study on anger only to get angry or um, read something on honesty only to be dishonest? And sometimes we can't get out of our own way. We can't uh, perceived following because we haven't adjusted our attitude. Um, so he's, Paul said, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a, a bondservant, being obedient even to the point of death. And we're called to do that, to... to uh, to, to be imitators of Christ. In fact, Paul in 1 Corinthians 11.1 1 says that we're to uh, be imitators of Christ as he is an imitator of Christ. It's the essence of following. You know, in the, the 30 years I was in the ministry, I was always amazed at how something would come up during the week or, or as I prepared for the next Sunday that would act as an anchor, a contemporary anchor. Well, one of those things has happened uh, this week. We uh, found out that one of the great uh, men of the faith who uh, has invested deeply in the lives of thousands of people through his um, contemporary translation, the message, um, Eugene Peterson had died. And um, my wife Kitty sent me a text uh, this week with a... Uh, um, an attachment um, 
something that P Peterson said about following. It's from uh, Eugene Peterson's book called The Jesus Way. He said, To follow Jesus implies that we enter into a, a way of life that is given character and shape and direction by the one who calls us. To follow Jesus means picking up rhythms and ways of doing things that are often unsaid, but always derivative from Jesus, formed by the influence of Jesus. To follow Jesus means that we can't separate what Jesus is saying from what Jesus is doing and the way that he is doing it. To follow Jesus is as much or maybe even more about feet as it is about ears and eyes. John 13, 12 and 15 says, So when he had washed their feet and had taken his garment and reclined at the table again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you should do as I did to you. In that passage, Jesus sets up the, 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 the whole infrastructure of the following. And in the Gospels, we have Jesus' teaching and his actions for to, to, to meditate on and to seek to follow. And we can't allow the separation to happen where our study uh, is somehow to enlarge our knowledge of God, but it doesn't affect how we live and act and follow Him. There's a sense in which the following is like a dance, and Jesus it, it takes the lead in the dance. Every day is not set out for us the same, so we've got to learn to react and to evaluate and to think and to put into practice what we know about Jesus in our own lives and seek to follow and do what he does. I remember uh, as a young man working for a, a good friend of, uh, uh, named Gene Moore, and Gene hired me to be his uh, personal assistant. He described the job as I'd, I was responsible to do everything that he could do but chose not to, so that was my job. One time he took me quail hunting in West Texas, and we hunted a, the Mariposa Ranch, which was 50,000 acres, and they had uh, brilliant hunting dogs. And what I didn't realize was that in, in big open areas like that, when you're hunting quail with a multitude of dogs, that the dogs will actually honor each other. And if the one, one dog finds a, a covey of quail, he'll point it. And the next dog sees that, that, that dog on point, he'll point that dog. And then the, another dog comes behind and sees the second dog on point. He'll point the second dog all the way back until the hunters make their way up to that lead dog and, and flush the covey and try to shoot the quail. There's a, a sense in which the following works that way. We look at the lives of others and the, and the, the lives of those who have gone before, always pointing 
to the destination we want to go, which is at home in Jesus, with Jesus forever. Have a great week, and remember, you're on the following. Sometimes when I look into my soul There's so many voices vying for control And I know only one of them can be That beautiful creation That God wants me to be And so I pray That you'll be with me Day to day somehow I know You'll see me through I hope you see Though there's so many of me You're the only one I want this all to listen to For I am legion Could you really love me? There's so many of me Lord, I need your grace And I am legion Though this voice seems thinner All the rest are sinners Who have not seen your face So the simple vow I made to do Be the me I should be anyway In your spirit all that I can be God wants me to be and so I pray That you'll be with me day to day Somehow I know you'll see me through I hope you see That when there's so many of me You're the only one I want this all to listen to Think about that man among the